0: This is the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Hello, everyone. My name is Corey. I am joined, as always, by Brendan, and we are coming to you on Friday, November eleventh. And Brendan, the gates are open. Free Let's go. agents can sign as you know we were uh b- before we started recording late on Thursday night as we get you set here on Friday morning uh it was reported by the real Ken Rosenthal I I made sure to check before I mentioned this, there's like 30 of those right, now that Clayton yeah. Kershaw gonna go back to the Dodgers they're in some sort of agreement um so we're we're off and running here. Uh, the Padres extending we relievers to five year deals. Like we are we are cooking <laughs> here, and now it is Jed and and Carter Hawkins'
1: turn. I would not be surprised within fifteen minutes of this recording if like news drops. Like that's just how it works for us, yes. you know or with us it might be the very last second of us There is a that very high
0: percentage that by the time you are listening to this on <laughs> Friday this podcast is outdated or yep. there is a possibility that this is not the first version of this that Brendan and I have recorded you won't know ooh. but ooh We'll we'll let you know maybe tomorrow if that's the case, you know. <laughs> we did one version, then the Cubs signed Jose Abreu, and you heard the version where we another, reacted like, to that.
1: Yeah, like another like basically a three-hour recording yes. session tonight. You, do you, I do. mean, if, if, no. you
0: ha- if the price of the Cubs signing someone like Abreu soon is that you have to talk to me for like four hours— Ugh. I think it's a price you are willing to
1: pay. I, I it's a sacrifice I am yeah. willing to make. But that's a big sacrifice.
0: On that note, I, I will point out that uh, the entire CHGO Cubs crew—Brendan and I, Luke, Ryan, Cody—I imagine Jared is at the ready as well. We, we will the CHGO Cubs feed. Podcast and YouTube will have emergency podcasts should they be necessary. Obviously, that is impossible for me to schedule or tell you when that would be, or etc. Et but I oh, will confirm know? with you that we are ready. <laughs> if something big happens, the entire crew is ready. And you know, it's like I, in my head, I'm envisioning like an old episode of the Power Rangers, Brendan, to kind of date you and I a little bit. <laughs> Where they assemble, you know, they they get together, they build the thing. That that's how I envision us uh kind of circling for the way. You're such it. a nineties kid. Yes, I am. Well, I could have made a wrestling yeah. reference, but I didn't for you.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate it. So
0: that. we do have a good bit to get into. Um we kind of set the table and you know, talking with Cody, Luke, and and Ryan earlier this week. Obviously, they've had uh four episodes for you Monday through Thursday. Uh, you know, kind of looking at the early rumors the early goings-on of free agency and this MLB offseason after the Astros won the World Series this past weekend. And the the Cubs have not made any significant moves as far as free agents are concerned or trades are concerned, but we did hear from Jed Hoyer. We've heard from Carter Hawkins, and we do have the first set of roster moves from the Chicago Cubs, and that is kind of the first thing that they need to do. Um, And part of that is to clear some space on the 40-man. They still have to make some decisions on who to protect uh, in the Rule 5 draft, so they'll have to get those guys onto the 40-man in uh, advance of the Rule 5 draft if they want to protect those guys. Uh, But let's start here, Brendan. Uh, Outrighted, off the 40-man roster, Alec Mills, Brad Week. David Bodie, Stephen Brault, Narciso Crook, Anderson Espinosa, and Mil Reyes. Now, what that means for, I believe, you know, my understanding, and I'm confirming this, uh, you know, reading over at, at BleacherNation.com from Brett, uh, that six of those players, everybody I named except David Bodie, can... Uh, decline that assignment to the minor leagues and become and elect to become a free agent, which in I would think all cases, I would expect that to happen and those guys to pursue an opportunity elsewhere.
1: Yeah, you never know. I mean, someone like Alec Mills, who's had injury problems recently and wants perhaps to get more of a shot in a rotation that appears flexible at the moment, he may just choose that assignment and work his way back up. And, you know, he was one year away from arbitration already. So that comfort might be worth it to take that risk. So, I don't know. We'll see. Fran Mill, you feel as if he's going to elect free agency, just given his track record. But he did enjoy his time with the Cubs. He's familiar with the coaching staff and it's Hitting coach over the years, dating back to Cleveland, so you just you never know with these decisions, right? And
0: you know sometimes you can renegotiate a contract, find a way to keep a guy, yeah. but uh, you know you have to go through this process. So that is uh, the first.
1: Were you su- were you surprised by any of those? By the well, way, well, I mean, like me Mills, and a lot of other you know.
0: people were surprised that Jason Hayward was activated off the injured <laughs> list and not one of the guys that was moved off the yeah. 40 he's one of those guys whose will contract
1: be. will be restructured. <laughs> Don't
0: even joke about that. All right. <laughs> don't even joke about that we were told
1: that we were done that's your late night news by the way A restructured contract
0: so yes i expect that to happen why it wasn't you know part of the 40 man clearing uh on thursday i'm not entirely positive but i I don't know they promised us that we that that was over we did a whole farewell thing at, at wrigley field so there's no there's no going back now there's no take backs jed okay
1: well, we did the same thing with Wilson,
0: so we'll, we Brendan, we can always do two. Brendan, it's been done, if this it's been happens, done it's it's because of you. You're you're right. doing too much here to will that. All right, I'll, t- I'll take. The blame. Uh, but yes, sure. that that will happen at some point. So I believe that would move the forty man as we speak. And obviously, this stuff is very fluid with all the moves the Cubs have to make and are expected to make. That would bring it down to thirty five if you include yeah. Jason Hayward, as they said they were going to release him pretty clearly. Um, So that's a little bit of space, how many guys that they need to protect. They decide to move up to the 40-man. That is one of the next steps here for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, The other sort of big news, I guess, of the early portion here is we have the final— uh, list of who received a qualifying offer and who will have uh, the draft pick compensation attached to them in free agency. That list is as follows: Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Jacob Degrom, Dansby Swanson, Carlos Rodon, Brandon Nimmo, Wilson Contreras, Chris Bassett, Anthony Vincent Rizzo, Tyler Anderson, Martin Perez, Jock Peterson, and Nathan E. Avaldi. So we knew. Contreras was going to receive one. We have been told pretty clearly he is going to decline that and elect free agency. Um, I think the only other things that really stand out to me—I was surprised that Jock got one. That was kind of a an early surprise, probably not relevant yeah. to the Cubs, but still just interesting— Um, Martin Perez was someone who you may have seen some rumors floating around in the last couple days that the Cubs might be interested in. I, I, I'm blanking on which beat reporter had reported that interest. Um, that interest will not be there now that he received a qualifying offer. I'm almost positive of that. He's not the caliber of player that they're going to give up a draft pick for. Um, and I discussed this when I was in studio with Cody and Ryan earlier this week, um, I would very strongly—the Rizzo thing seemed like a long shot, despite how much I was trying to will that into existence. The QO pretty much rules that out and I think really strongly hints at him figuring out a way to stay in New York and restructure something longer.
1: Yeah, I I think so, too, especially given how Mervis has played and some of the, uh, you know— the flurry of moves the Cubs have to make, the, the negotiation window may just not even play out with, with Rizzo. I doubt that happens. But some other uh, decisions on the, on the QO end Chris Bassett got one, uh, you know, 34 years old had a great year with the Mets. He may have been a guy, but he's going to get around $20 million for one year. Uh, Jameson Tyone did not get one for the Yankees. Uh, he's been durable. He's had 25 stars, 32 stars, 29 stars, 32 starts in the last uh, four seasons. ERA, FIP, round league average, might be a guy, no QO attached. If you want innings, he may, he may be that guy. So there were a few surprises, at least for for me. I think that Tyone... It was kind of hit or miss whether the Yankees would do that, but that clearly signals the Yankees are like trying to clear up money uh, to go and get, you know, judged, to go and get Rizzo back. So it does make sense. Yeah. So that is that list. Obviously,
0: uh, you know, perhaps the big name to pay attention to that is not on there, as you know, is Carlos Correa uh, because he received one last year. Uh, So he is not on there. We'll get into some of the shortstop discussion and some of the uh, panic um, that was ensuing on Cubs Twitter uh, at some stuff that I think we already knew. I was a little confused at that, but we'll we'll, we'll get into that. I want to keep going on some of the stuff that we have heard so far. Uh, We heard from Jesse Rogers that the Cubs uh, met with uh, or uh, were meeting with or set up meetings uh, with the reps for Josh Bell. Trey Mancini and Martin Perez that was where uh, that came from that I was just speaking about Um, some of that may have already happened some of that is close to happening you've also heard uh, Bruce Levine who has been banging the drum very loudly for Jose Abreu and the Cubs significant interest there Um, so those are some of the things that may have already happened or currently happening obviously with the GM meetings And then there was another report uh, that came out that the Cubs met with Scott Boris, who is the representative of Carlos Correa and Xander Bogarts. So that seems, so between the moves we saw the Cubs make today from a roster structuring perspective, getting some guys off the 40 man, we know who has a qualifying offer and we also have a little bit of an idea of who the Cubs have spoken to, who they're interested in speaking to, who they're checking in on. Before they do anything, that is the kind of groundwork for this offseason, Brendan.
1: Yeah, it, it's. I, I hope we just get moves fast right away. They have so many holes on this roster right now from the pitching end, from the, the positional end. Uh I, I, I want something just a little bit quick. Like, I, I hope... And I said this, I will sacrifice five hours of my time if we get a, a news drop in the next hour. Like, I am perfectly fine doing drop. that. But a yeah. good news... If it's... Listen, if there's a particular player traded from the Cubs, um, if Nico's traded from the Cubs, I'm, I'm I'm done. Where yeah. are you even getting and that from? You never from, know. That, that's not something you you're not, considering. You never know. You know, with like the Bieber stuff and everything. You know, people fall Brendan's a panicker, there. so... Yeah. I am. I always think I mean, worst case he, scenario. Yeah. Well, you're inventing. I was really right worst about the, case scenario. I was right about the Canario injury. That's you know, true. my initial reaction was, this is tremendous. This yeah. is going to be, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I get validated for these bad thoughts. Right. That's the problem.
0: Um, so I guess let's, let's just, let's clear out this first base stuff. Since that was some of the guys that they met with, we heard from Carter Hawkins at these GM meetings. Um, he did say that, you know, Matt Mervis has earned the opportunity uh, with his play through all these levels and into the Arizona Fall League. Um, I, You and I talked about this, I think a lot of us talked about this throughout the year when Mervis started to heat up and we kind of heard those early rumors on Jose Abreu, et cetera. If they meet with Josh Bell, if they meet with Trey Mancini, if they're really interested, as Bruce Levine says, in Jose Abreu, I don't think any of that, doesn't square with a belief in Mervis, right? I think the argument for a lot of these guys is going to be pretty much the same, that Mervis doesn't have any major league experience, and bringing in somebody that does and can kind of provide a safety net, you can utilize the DH, switch them off. If Mervis takes over and it's his job, then great. Like, that's awesome. You figure out how to use a different player that you signed. And, you know, maybe for josh bell but like abreu trey mancini i i don't think those would be and i mean you know we'll get into this later but jed hoyer is not going to do it anyway they're not going to be particularly long deals so it 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 shouldn't be the the ramifications if mervis is good and you aren't sure how to use somebody else that you sign like it's not that big a deal
1: no and I think it makes sense to to leave the path open for you know Mervis at first base, but also the DH spot as well, and it has implications for Wilson Contreras on both the positive and and perhaps when I say positive, him coming back, uh, but also him him leaving, and that's why I kind of want to see how these moves shape out because there is a possibility with Wilson getting the QO where bringing him back does make sense. Like if there is if there is a path forward with Wilson where he's not going to be the you know everyday consistent catcher but in a position where he can play first base DH catch and that makes the most sense from the Cubs perspective then you know maybe signing Brayu, maybe signing Mancini is not going to be a priority um, so th- getting some of those early holes just filled early um, you know will, will help define what the rest of the offseason looks like but I think Wilson's price tag uh as a potential first-base guy for whatever it ends up being, 15, 20 mil a year, may make more sense than people think.
0: Yeah, I, again, like I, I just, there's a lot of options here. Um, I just think that makes a lot of sense. It's interesting, I, I still, unless I'm missing it, I have not seen somebody outside of Bruce Levine reiterate that strong connection with, Abreu. I've seen others talk that the Cubs are maybe interested or might look into that, but Bruce is really pushing that. It's quite a strong interest. Um, just interesting that it, yeah. it's you know he's he's putting it out there that it's it's a, it's a very strong
1: interest from the Cubs, and I and you know he has good yeah. sources. He's been spot on by a few moves over the, over the past how many years has it been now like a Long, decade with Bruce? Wasn't maybe Bruce more Bruce on than the that. beat when we were children yeah, yeah. i mean maybe my entire yeah. life so Uh, you know, he has his sources there. But I mean, from like Abreu or Mancini, for for me, they're like interchangeable. Uh, Mancini's numbers with the Orioles have been very consistent, dating back to even uh, 2017. Gets around close to 600 plate appearances every single year. Even in 2019, he almost had 700 plate appearances, and he still had a 373 weighted on base average, 35 home runs. That great year, 2021, still 21 home runs, a lot of power, uh, does not strike out that much, uh, below league average and strikeout rate, barely around league average, uh, contact rate, about league average as well. So he does fit the mold of what the Cubs want to do and not striking out, as does Abreu. And the question is, do you want to go with Abreu, the veteran leadership, uh, the greater Track record of a higher offensive ceiling, but that coming with an age effect. uh Those rule be the decisions they have to make, but for me, they're interchangeable. I think the projections are basically identical between those two guys, and it leaves open the path forward for Mervis if he does take hold of that position. Yeah.
0: So Mancini and Bell, uh Josh Bell is a switch hitter. Trey Mancini hits from the right side. Jose.
1: I don't think Josh Bell is going to happen, by the way, not to interject there, sure. but it seems to me like that. that contract will be a little bit too long. Although he finished the second half in 2022 poorly. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's going to be looking for, you know, a a prove it type deal with with an option. But to me, given what we've heard recently, I just don't see that happening. Like if you were to ask me that back in August, with Mervis being questionable, and his, you know, numbers improving so dramatically, his record rate proving so dramatically, I would have thought, Bell would have been a perfect fit, but given how Mervis has developed, given how the market has developed for Abreu and Mancini, like I, I don't see Bell being an option.
0: Yeah, that that would probably be my guess. Um, I'm into I'm into this idea though. I, I think it's a really good idea to have some insurance for Mervis. It takes a lot of pressure off of Matt Mervis to come up and just immediately succeed at the major league level, bringing in a veteran that can mentor him or you know just be another person in the organization that has long-term success at first base and playing in the majors and again like you 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 need somebody to occupy that DH spot you need hitters so I'm I'm all for this if I had a preference I I kind of I'm into the Abreu thing I got to be honest with you I think on a short-term deal which is what it would be the the dude hits you
1: know what i mean and he is extremely you're not you're not worried about those home runs the only 15 home runs people have talked about that they look at that they look at his age they put the two and two together and they're scared off by that lack of power
0: i i mean i'm not because that's look you're you're bringing in a guy for a specific purpose right you're bringing him in and his age 36 season to do exactly what we've been talking about supplement a guy that you're hoping takes hold of the role and add good offense, right? You'd love the the power to be there in that way. Um, how, you know, the power changes from playing on, you know, at the Sox Park to Wrigley Field on certain days, who knows, right? Um, but he's a proven hitter. He is revered by that Sox community and the fans. Um, and I just think he would be a, a really good person to have in this organization on a one or two-year basis it just makes all the sense in the world to me
1: so you're going you're going a bray you over mancini pretty clearly yeah i think
0: so I mean, yeah. i'm just into the idea yeah. i just think it makes uh, a lot of sense personally
1: yeah i yeah i mean i i think if i had a pick i would do the same thing although uh you know Man, I, I do like mancini's profile i do like the age effect even though you know a lot of the numbers that Abreu approved upon last year, such as contact rate and the ability to hit higher fastballs, was interesting and encouraging. But I think I just automatically will default to a younger player. With projections sure. in the same range, because it just mitigates some of that variability. So if I if I if I had to pick, I slightly lean towards Abreu. But if you ask me in two more hours, now that I'm thinking about this, I may change my mind to Mancini.
0: Well, and I to me though, like I think it, it, we'll finish up here, and then we'll we'll hit our first ad break, and then we're going to come back and talk about uh, some comments that were made about the Cubs' center field position. Um, I think the key, and I, I think I can speak for you here, Brendan, like, I think the key takeaway is that some people are maybe a little confused about the interest. At this point, there's there's three first basemen that we're talking about that the Cubs have either met with or planning to meet with or are really interested in, right, depending on where you're listening and reading. I think there are some folks who are confused as to how that squares with Mervis's performance and Mervis getting an opportunity. And I would reiterate that i i really don't think those things are related really at all um and i think it's almost the opposite i think that signing one of these players is with the interest of helping matt murtis and easing his transition and easing the pressure on him to succeed and that, how that's weighted with the Cubs offense and their overall success, right? Which is not, you know, that's not a good yeah. position to put a guy in who doesn't have a ton of professional baseball experience, just given the way the whole draft played out and his age and stuff like that, and has never played at the major league level. So I think, it, I, I think the conclusion is that I think their interest in a first baseman squares very well, actually, with their intent to give Matt Mervis an opportunity at the major league level.
1: Yeah, and from the other side, before I do this ad break, Mancini may want more of a shot. Like He may get opportunities from other teams, and he knows Mervis is right there. You may lose plate appearances. Mancini's coming off his worst offensive year in almost four seasons. He may opt to play elsewhere, whereas a Brayu older guy, uh, take a one- or two-year deal, get your money. You're going to be 40 years old before you know it. Uh, he may also want to stay in Chicago. It just may make more sense from the player side, For Abreu's side to sign with the Cubs and it does with Mancini. All right, so a quick break here from our sponsor, Shady Rays. They never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades. Featuring world class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles cater to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, both lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. I have not broken my Shady Rays yet, but I'm pretty known for breaking my sunglasses or losing them. So this is great for me. But if you also, if you are on the lake, this freezing Lake Michigan, for some reason this fall, if you drop them in the lake, you can get them back. Uh, If you're going on a cliff on a hike, you lose them, you break them, you know, you can get them back as well and even with that strong of a protection program they still manage to make quality that i can tell you holding in my hands seem just as good as any expensive pair that i have ever worn shady rays customers seem to agree they have over 200,000 five star reviews shady rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in america with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Another break here from our sponsor, GameTime. GameTime is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at any concert. It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Bears games, Bulls games, Blackhawks games. This app is created by the fans. For the fans, it guarantees the lowest price. We have the C E S C O tailgate coming up this weekend. If you go to the tailgate, you want to go to the Bears game afterwards. This was done last time. You go on the Game Time app, you see what's available. You know 100% of the time that what you see on that app is your best deal. And if you love C E S C O, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is buying your tickets through the link in this description. You can join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and scored the best seats to all your favorite events
0: and we do have another tailgate uh this sunday as the bears play the lions i will be making my tailgate debut brendan uh so wow. if you have been uh just jonesing to meet me uh brendan well that's will what we not be flying hearing, in you know this um no, i'm not
1: sorry and you're
0: getting ready for the bears game on sunday i will be there uh, along with the other yeah. chgo crew drinks food everything ticket link is in the description for this podcast uh come out and join us i've i've heard is it cold yet in chicago Well, so on thursday it was 76 i think okay just in time it's gonna be in the bitter 30s so (laughs) yeah
1: do you have to wear a winter jacket for that to go to a tailgate in the 30s i don't know i don't know how it works man i I don't know yes of course i haven't spent a winter in chicago in like 10 years (sighs) yeah I got this uh this you California in blooded, blood you now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seventy degrees every day. What can I say? Um
0: all right. So I do want to transition to a comment that was made uh by Jed Hoyer uh being very transparent. Uh, for us, Brendan. This this, this makes our job pretty easy on certain subjects. He said, quote, I think it was always most likely that we go outside for a center fielder, and certainly uh, Canario and Brendan Davis, he says Canario's injury and Davis's setback, I think made that much more obvious. So I think we can expect that. We have guys internally that will certainly play out there, but I think the lion's share might come from external so yeah there you go i mean not something that we you know we've talked about uh brandon nimmo uh cody bellinger guys like that kevin kiermeyer uh will not be staying with the rays he is uh, sort of a popular thought right now amongst cubs social media and media discussions his brother is the ground one of the groundskeepers at
1: wrigley field Oh, there you go. He's coming I don't know to Chicago. If that
0: matters. I know, I know we all joke yeah. about what was it the White Sox signing Manny Machado's cousin? Is that Yonder yeah. Alonso? I'm, I might be Yonder mixing Alonso. up my family trees, but I think right. that was something that they did, and that it was. that did not work. So I'm not sure if employing Kiermeyer's brother as one of the groundskeepers or the head groundskeeper at beautiful historic Wrigley Field.
1: Well, they're they're very important. Does, you know, does that matter? I don't know. It um, does. Yeah.
0: yeah. One, you would expect that if, you know, his brother is going to be patrolling center field, that grass is going to be.
1: It's going to be the best perceived. grass in the country. Corey. Yeah, right. Yeah. If it isn't we'll already, it's,
0: you know, their grass game elevated uh, to the next level. Perfection. <laughs> Does yeah. fan graphs have a metric for grass and <laughs> groundskeepers? No, they should. Um But we knew that we we had already talked about that. Then Brennan got shut down, then Canario got hurt, and it became a lot clearer. That may have impacted some of their trade potential with starting pitchers. We'll see about that. But it also became clear, you know, I think the plan would have been, as it was going into 2022, the plan then was hopefully Brennan Davis takes this over by July, right? We'll let Rafael Ortega do his thing out there. He's been a a solid player. Hopefully that belongs to Brennan. We don't want to eat that up. We don't want to lock that down with, you know, a, a contract or anything because we want to give it to Brendan Davis. Now, you're you're kind of in this same spot as you were in the middle of this year where it's like, okay, that we can't count on that. With Canario, we definitely cannot count on that. And I think it's only even clearer now, especially when the president of the team is just outright saying it, they're going to be looking for center field help. So do you have a preference for that direction. Obviously, I think someone like Brandon Nimmo is on one pretty extreme end of how you would address that situation. You could address it via trade, uh, or you can go a route that I have seen suggested by a lot of friends of the podcast, uh, Matt Clapp. I know, um, I think, uh, Greg Zumak has said this as well from Northside Bound going someone that plays better defense the Cubs played very poorly in center field last year on a defensive perspective yeah. and if you want to spend money elsewhere to get that thump in the lineup just make sure the guy up the middle is going to go catch the ball
1: yeah I, I, ideally you want someone who's going to have a, a a high floor in value just because the 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 market right now for center fielders is not the greatest, not the deepest, unless you want to spend nine figures perhaps to get Nimmo, which I don't think the Cubs would want to do. Uh, it's it's a pretty bare market. So what does that mean? You can go out, you can get Kiermaier, you can really raise that floor of your value because he's one of the better defensive center fielders of, of all time. Uh, you can also go out and make trades. One guy that might be interesting is Michael Taylor from Kansas City. million annual average value. One more uh, year left in that contract. Kansas City has a new manager. They may be looking to turn things over. He may be a guy. Perhaps somewhat controversial for Oakland is Ramon Laureano. Steroid suspension. Some Just from outside looking in, I don't know if it's true or not, but I read reports about some of the uh, clubhouse uh, problems perhaps, but former top prospect. Athletic as can be. uh, Speed multi-digits home runs, stolen bases. He may be a guy, 28 years old, entering arbitration for the athletics. So there's a lot of different options. For for me, it's it just reminds me of how unfortunate this these these injuries were like with Brennan the step back uh with Canario of course that that is just a traumatic injury and that affects what you go out and do in the trade market but this is uh this is a hole in center field and to get someone that can be a stopgap or ha- perhaps for a pca in the next year and a half uh seems to be the logical route forward but even PCA still needs to go out and hit against AA and, and face that next level. This this is a tricky situation, but I I commend Jen for, Jet for being transparent about it. I just it it seems tricky to to navigate. Um, I thought you know maybe morell would get more of a chance to center field, and he still might get more of a chance. But I do wonder what that means for you know Morel's role, which apparently was going to be more of a utility role, but. What does that mean if you go out and you sign like a, a big-time center fielder? Does that make morell more dispensable in trade markets? We saw Morell in social media. You talked about it, Corey, on uh, the last episode you were on in the studio about Pablo Lopez and morell being discussed as a potential guy. This is just discussion. No rumors attached to it. But it does remind me if they sign like Nimmo and a big-time center fielder, that may allow Jed to be more flexible in his trade negotiations if you do want to go out and trade Morel, who has a, an immediate MLB value.
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, it. it uh, it's also a time to kind of look back. And I think it's unfortunate. I think the ideal situation, Brendan, is that we're sitting here right now discussing what was the plan last year right and we're discussing okay how did Brennan Davis first three months at the major league level go and what are we expecting for his first full year as the Cubs starting center fielder right alas yeah. that is not what we're discussing we're panicking over uh what a setback with his uh back injury means right so that's unfortunate um Yeah, I'm fine going a defense first guy here. I'm, uh, until we have reason to believe otherwise, I'm operating under the assumption that the Cubs are going to be adding power to this lineup at other places, right? It's difficult to find in center field anyway. I have no problem improving the defense. Um, Ian Happ obviously made significant strides out there. I think you expect, say, a Suzuki to continue to get better. as he adjusts to Major League Baseball, playing outside in these stadiums a lot more, um, just getting more comfortable with the dimensions of Wrigley Field, etc., put a really strong defender in center field. I think you'd have a nice outfield to play behind this pitching staff. Man,
1: I, you know, I'm like talking myself into L'Oreano. Like uh, he's, I don't know if he's going to be dispensable by the, by the Athletics, but free out to 2026. The the speed is really good. The the jump is rated in the 90th percentile in center field. And I feel as if you go into a smaller outfield or Wrigley, he could be he could be interesting. Uh, I don't know what Oakland would want for someone like him because he hasn't uh, accumulated many at-bats per season, injury problems as well, but he may be a guy the Cubs just take a risk on. Uh, and in one perspective, you want that high floor like with Kiermaier, but if the ceiling's as high as Lariano maybe they go the other direction one as well one of my favorite uh, things de- that
0: happens over the years especially in the off season is when <sighs> i can tell that brendan is actively talking himself into something it happens a oh, lot yeah. Oh, yeah. um I don't have I mean, a running this list is... of who it is, but uh you can tell that the gears, you can sense it. The gears start spinning <laughs> in his head. Um, it makes sense. And it goes from Oakland's like, hey, I in. just read this name. I never thought of this before. And then like ten minutes later, it's like, if Loriano is not a cub, fire Jed Hoyer, fire <laughs> cu- it it's it's good when it happens. Um yeah. yeah, I'm 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 into the defensive idea though. Um I also haven't said my obligatory line that I think if you've listened to Brendan and I for any amount of time, I think I've said the same phrase every offseason that we've covered this team. And I think it applies here too. Like, always judge the offseason in its totality. That is one of my catchphrases. I, I say it all the time. And I think it applies specifically to center field because if you hear some of these names, right, Kevin Kiermeyer or Michael A. Taylor, some of these guys that are more defensive minded, you're not going to get excited, right? And you're going to think this is the type of thing we're talking about with the Cubs. They have all this money. They're bleeding attendance. Their ratings are down this and that. And we're going to go get Kevin Kiermeyer. Wow. Let's throw a parade! It's about all of the moves, all of them. And we're going to talk about some of the shortstop stuff and the years and the contracts when we come back from our second break. But if Kevin Kiermeyer, let's say that's who it is, if that's one of their big moves, then yes, yeah. we will freak out about it. Brendan and I will be at the front of the line. We'll probably get pushed over by Cody, but we will be at the front <laughs> of the line calling for Jed Hoyer's removal, yelling about Tom Ricketts. Trust me, we will. But the thing with an offseason like this, and, and it, it came up for me, Brendan, because everybody read this report from a few of the Cubs beat writers that Jed Hoyer doesn't want to, he's not going to go big years on some of these shortstops. So maybe the Cubs wouldn't get one. They didn't do anything yet. Don't freak out a day into free agency. If they don't do it and we get another, you know, sort of half measure off season like we did last year, freak out. I'll freak out with you, right? But... Just, yeah. just hold the phone. Let them make the moves. Let them make the trades, the signings. Let it all play out. Let's look at who the twenty twenty three Cubs are, and we can either be excited, freak out, be angry. Trust me, I, I, I always. I, I another thing I always say, Brendan, is I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't care what players they sign. John Lester is not in the league anymore, so like I, I don't care who they sign. For
1: now, you never know. You can come, come I back. I think that he should, but. Anyway, okay.
0: like I don't care where these players go. I don't care who the the specific people are. I the only thing I care about is that this team wins games and that we're talking about a winning and successful Chicago Cubs team. If they have not gotten us closer to that, trust me, I will be ready to freak out with all of you. But I, I would caution to judge it all. In its final form rather than each move and kind of getting too excited, too angry, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Because it's all one big package. It is. And that's what makes me a little like anxious about it. That's why I want some moves done right away because there's so many. They have a lot to do. (laughs) They've a lot yeah. to do man it's just like oh like how can how can this all get sorted out and by the way maybe Nimo does make sense like if not for the injuries he's like your perfect player he's like one of the better defenders in center field barely strikes out contact rate 82% 16 home runs last year. His chase rates one of the best in Major League Baseball. Like he's a perfect guy. It's just he gets these injuries all the time. But maybe, honestly, maybe the Cubs take that risk and they pay him, you know, 100 million dollars over six years, and maybe that's a discount if he stays healthy. I don't, I don't know. There's so many different directions the Cubs can take this. Um, But yeah, I just want something, something done right away. It's, It's just a lot of, a lot of dominoes need to fall for this team to be. Um, you know, fulfilled for next season. All right. So another break here from our sponsor FOCO. You've already got the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. FOCO has you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like Damar with apparel from the Leader in Sports merch and collectibles FOCO. Looking for the perfect fit or gift for the football fan in your life, Foco's got you coffered with hoodies that fight that Lake Michigan breeze. You know, it's going to be 30 degrees this weekend, Corey, at the tailgate. Get one of these Foco hoodies. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-pre-sale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Second break here from our sponsor, DraftKings. Imagine this. There's 30 seconds left in the game. Justin Fields is on the five-yard line. Bears are down by six points. You need a touchdown to tie it. The stakes are high, and the tension is obviously higher. Your pulse is racing. Fields rolls out, runs into the end zone. Bears tie it up. Extra point, Bears win. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner app of the NFL and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once the game. They starts all season long. The Bears right now are three-point favorites against the Lions. Download download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code CHGO to get $200 off in free bets. If your team wins, just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details.
0: All right, Brendan. So I I think we've covered what is going on so far, at least as we sit here and record this. As always, things are subject to change. As I mentioned at the beginning, if you missed it, the CHGO Cubs crew is prepared and ready and waiting to do emergency podcasts. So if things happen, we will update our coverage as quickly as we possibly can. One of the things that has been going around is a discussion from some of the Cubs beat writers um, that... There is trepidation from the front office, specifically Jed Hoyer, to super long term deals, which is what it may require if you want, let's say, Carlos Correa or Trey Turner. So that was kind of going around. There's also this discussion from guys like John Heyman, JP Morosi, that are hammering this idea that the Cubs are going to get one of these shortstops. They're going to do what it takes. So I did just want to touch on that. We also heard that the Cubs are, you know, have met or will be meeting with Scott Boris for Carlos Correa Zando Bogarts. And I did just want to touch on that. My first reaction to this, Brendan, firstly, this, as I said, this is why I bring up judging the offseason in its final form, right? I think it's very difficult. To see what this offseason looks like where we get to a point we say, yes, this team is competitive. They can totally beat the Cardinals and win this division, get into the playoffs, and have a Phillies-esque run towards the World Series if they don't go after one of these shortstops, That being said, is it impossible? Of course not, right? I don't know who they could pursue in a trade. Who knows what they're willing to do? You can get other good players. The only four good players in Major League Baseball are not Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, and Dansby Swanson, right? It is the easiest path to identifying a huge need for this team, and it's not a position that comes up with a class like this very frequently. So that's why it makes all the sense in the world. But I, I don't think it's impossible, just would be more difficult, and they'd have to be doing stuff that maybe we're not seeing or thinking. But I say So that's part of why I say judge it in its final form. Because without those four players, could they still put that roster together? Of course they could, right? What if they signed Aaron Judge, right? The same concern would be with the contract length. But, like, just wait till the end and see what they do. But my second thought, Brendan, is we know that Jed Hoyer doesn't like long-term deals. That was not news. I wasn't really sure why that was being reacted to as though it was news. I said this when I was in studio with Cody and Ryan earlier this week, that this is either going to come down to Jed being creative enough and blasting that AAV on a shorter-term deal with opt-outs or whatever it is to convince one of those guys to come here, or he's going to have to bend and make an exception and decide, you know what, This long-term deal is intelligent spending. It does benefit this team, and we are going to make this move because the alternative is you don't get these players. He knows this. He's aware of this. So what ends up happening, I'm not sure, but we know he doesn't like those deals. Now it's a question of if he gets told you're not getting any of these four players if you don't do this, then what does he do?
1: You get one of those four players. Like, you kind of have to get one of those four guys. Like, even Swanson would be a good get, but even getting Swanson, for me, would be slightly disappointing relative to what is out there with Trey Turner, with Correa, with Xander. That would be... a relative like letdown but he's one of the better defenders that would be fun nonetheless but in my mind one of those guys is on the cubs if you don't go out and make one of these splashes and get Correa or Xander or Trey Turner or Swanson it's like all right what are we what are we doing here because you do have some of the positional depth growing within within this organization you do have Hap who developed you do have Nico who's developed one of the premier defenders in the league right now. Like, what are we doing? If not now, then when? And if you don't do it, then what went wrong to lock one of these guys up from the executive sure. level? This hat, this has to be done. I'm, um, I'm just from-
0: saying, I'm with you. This is a move they have to make. It makes all the sense in the world. I'm just saying, it's not impossible that they don't get one of those players and still make moves to put out a good roster.
1: Oh man, I don't know, man. I haven't thought about it like that. If they if they miss out on all four of those guys, that's very difficult. I agree with you. I like guess they they need yeah. to
0: do it. Trust me, that is my. They have condition. to go
1: out if they do. Yeah, if they have to, if they don't, if they miss out on I, those I guys, they got to make that, some like enormous trades.
0: Well, that that's all I'm saying is that maybe yeah. there's a different plan. Would I be confident in that? No, but there's a lot of players in the league and in the talent pool. You'd have yeah, you to go see sign Aaron Judge. If Jed Jed would need another plan. If he's not going to do a long term deal, he would need another plan. I'm not saying that that's what they should do. I'm saying quite the opposite. All I'm saying is allowing the possibility that something. I'm not else allowing that possibility.
1: Happen. I'm not allowing that possibility. You got to get one of these short stops. What are you doing? Look at these four shortstops on the market right I, now. Like,
0: uh, again, I know, I know well, what you're, I, I know I, what I you're know, saying. I was just going to follow yeah. that up and say. I don't buy that Jed will draw the line in the sand and say, "Okay, no. see to all four of them, we're not going over, you know, I don't know, 5 years." I I don't buy it. I think if he really wants them, he's either going to just go crazy with how much he's willing to pay them in a shorter term to the point that they can't say no. You want to set records come to the Cubs, yeah. right? And that works, and if it doesn't, I I think he bites the bullet and does it or Maybe one of these guys, the market, you know, it's possible that one of them doesn't receive. You know, there doesn't seem to be as much thinking that Xander Bogarts is going to get a nine-year deal like it is with Carlos Correa. So maybe that's where Jed pivots his interest, right? right? But i i am I am still of the belief that they end up with one of these players. It is absolutely I mean, the right it. thing to do. <laughs> All I, I'm just saying. I maybe he would have another plan. I'm not confident in that, but I'm just saying, like, I don't a meet the world may end for us if they don't get one of them. I'm just saying, maybe it wouldn't.
1: That's it. I got to see what the hell the other plan is because, in my mind, this is it. You get one of those. I haven't thought about plan B yet. Like, you have this is Correct. this has yes, to be the plan. There's too much I smoke. Agree. I mean, we've heard this for months, but uh, MLB Trader Rivers just put out their projections yeah, for the top three agents. This too. Yeah. So this was this was uh so we're just reading this now. This was posted about 30 minutes ago from the time we're recording this. So they have Korea, which I'd be shocked if this is what it is. 9 years, 288 million. That's 32 million per year. I'd be shocked if he does not get over 300, but you know, that's what they said. Uh, they have the Giants signing him um, across the board from all their riders. Okay, Giants Korea maybe. Uh, Trey Turner, eight years, 268 mil. They had the Phillies going uh, and getting Trey Turner. Uh, some think one particular writer thinks the Dodgers will re-sign him. He's at 33.5 mil annual average value for the projection. Xander is seven years, 189. That seems to be about right. That's 27 per year. Uh, I like that deal. Uh, Xander is still probably my guy because of the... Ability to have a more flexible roster with that type of payroll flexibility. Still would like Correa, Dansby Swanson, Corey. Uh, three of their four riders stated the Cubs seven years, one hundred and fifty-four million. This comes out to be twenty-two mil per year annual average value. Is my math right there? It is twenty-two mil per year. Um, again, this is this is why Dansby is a little bit a little bit weird for me. His contact rate is is like Kyle Schwarper's contact rate. Which is good for Schwarber, given he has you know 50 home runs per year, but with Dansby's 70 to 71 percent contact rate in the 25 homer window that he has, it suggests that as he ages, that type of power is likely to decrease. With those underlying whiff issues, you're not gonna, you're not going to get the value for him. His overall wRC plus Plus in his career is 94. Uh, defensively, he's the best in the league. There's there's no denying that. Um, but I. Man, with the other three guys in the market that I just feel very uncomfortable. And just even absent of that, to commit 154 mil to Dansby uh, with those offensive concerns would make me a little unsettled. But maybe I can come and, and grow yeah, around to no, that Yeah,
0: uh, Dansby is my least favorite of the options. Defense is great, but the, the Cubs need That would be fun, Cubs though. The bat, that would man. be fun. You, you, the, these other three guys are such long-term, consistent, productive bats that's where the focus has got to be. The thing. So that,
1: what's your what's your order? If you had to pick up those three, who's number one? Is well, Correa? I, f-
0: I mean, I, I've I've said that I think Correa is the guy for a long time, but I think if they're yeah a little on you know if they are as uneasy about the years as they seem to be, like I think maybe Bogarts jumps up higher. Because I think that the marriage, I mean,
1: that's always in my the marriage
0: may be more amenable for both sides. The one thing that I, I, I would say about that MLB trade rumors prediction, and these are the, you know, their writers just throwing stuff at the wall. But yeah. if the Cubs are willing to go seven years, they better not be doing it for Dansby Swanson. Like the defense will age right. fine, but if you're willing to do that, go get Correa. Then you know what I mean, like. Seven yeah. years for Dansby Swanson, but you, you can't go one more or whatever that Correa wants? Give me a break. Like, Come on.
1: Well, I think they argue that the, the annual average value of 22 mil per year is appealing for the Cubs and, and Jets' uh, history of not extending guys long term because of that payroll uh, restrictions that he's had over the years. That, that's, that's the thinking there. For me, I, I think they'd rather I, try to get,
0: you know, for example, Bogarts for five and just blow up that annual average value.
1: I, I, like I said, from the start, I haven't changed much. I would like Bogart's yeah. over Correa. And that's purely from the offensive side. That's it. I think his profile and Carlos's profile, they're very similar to each other. So I'll take the $100 million discount to get a same projection and sacrifice Carlos's defensive versatility and his athleticism and his age Have as a result. That's just my
0: thinking. How frequently you're going to misspell Xander Bogart's name in your tweets?
1: No. I can spell it perfectly right now. Z a n d e r b o g a e r t
0: s. It's, it's not a Z.
1: Did I say yeah. Z? I get my Z's and X's missed. I I'm get my clipping Zs this and audio, Xs and, Xs and Xs I'm gonna, You
0: were so confident, <laughs> and immediately.
1: <laughs> I get it's it's the way I never say X or Z. When do you ever say X or Z? Oh man. Of course it's X. You think Amazing. I'm that stupid? That was amazing. I spelled Bogars perfectly. Listen, no, it's X and Z. I kind of wanted to delete this. Now.
0: <sighs> sometimes you don't. I, we don't plan things here. It just audio is audio magic is created on these podcasts. It's
1: the the uh, X and the Z incredible. look similar well, when you write I it down. Z,
0: amazing. That was <sighs> truly amazing what just happened here. But to to bring it all you know full circle here as we get toward the end of this pod, like I, I really think they're going to. Get one of these guys. I I really do. I'm not scared by Jed's you know trepidation about long term deals. We know that about him, but I think they need one of these players, and I I think that he knows that. And you know, look, if each of them gets a 12 year deal from a team like the Dodgers, yeah, then maybe it gets a little tricky if he decides to match that or outdo that. I don't think that's I, I don't think that's what's going to happen. Maybe you know. One or two of them get huge offers that Jed just says, look, we're going to offer something less and we're not going to beat that. But I, I I, genuinely think they're going to get one of these players. I think it makes all the sense in the world. That The timing is right. And as I said, like this is just not a market that you frequently have available to you. It is not a position that you can look at four really strong players and have them available to you um, and sometimes, you know, even if the next great Cubs team isn't 2023, you, you have to make the moves beforehand, right, to eventually get there. You, you did not sign John Lester going into the 2016 season. You signed him before that because that's when he was available, right? So that's what you have to do sometimes. The players are available when the players are available. And the deals that you have to make to get them, are the deals you have to make to get them, and I, I think that Jed knows that. Um, and I think either being creative or bending a little bit on some policy, he has. I I think they end up with. I think they end up with one of them. I I think so too.
1: Did I really say yeah. Z on that? Very kind. I did. Oh, that's bad, man. It's great. That's bad. It's great for me and the listeners. I think it's really great. I I mean I I spelled Bogarts perfectly yeah. though. I will say that. When you said Z, I thought I may I may have like messed up the S and Z at the end, but okay. Um I have issues. Yeah.
0: So that's that's my stance on it. But again, like we'll judge it all when all the moves are done and we kinda know what this roster looks like. Um That's I think what we got. That kinda lays the the groundwork here um for things and we will see where all of this goes, um,
1: no breaking news. Look at us for now. For now, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, it's going to be hopefully a very interesting and active off season for this team. It really needs to be um, for all the reasons that we've gone into. Um, there, there is no excuse. Um, for this team not to spend money and not to find themselves in a truly like earnestly competitive place not where we found ourselves at the beginning of 2022 where 99 out of 100 things needed to break right for this team to be competitive and and compete in this division they have no excuse not to be in a place where that is unequivocally true and we all believe that and it does not require everything going their way uh, for this team to be good. So, yeah. how they get there? Uh, again, I the the easiest and most logical and the definitely correct path is to start with one of those four shortstops. We'll see if Jed agrees uh and mean third and, baseman and what he decides to do. Uh but however he wants to get there, he just has to get there. So day 1 of free agency is in the books and hopefully we're some combination of all of us are talking to you on an emergency podcast sooner rather than later because the Cubs have added somebody to this team yeah Um, I think that's all we have for you as always we thank you for listening to the CHGO Cubs podcast thank you for listening to Brendan and I all of your links and information to the tailgate and stuff like that will be in the description for this episode Brendan and I will talk to you again next week maybe earlier to talk about Jose Abreu, I don't know, somebody like that. Um, And other than that, uh, as always, go Cubs.